Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. You have read every advice book on dating, attended hundreds of relationship seminars, endured years of therapy in order to get a handle on your love life. Your bookshelves are lined with self-help books from which you can even recite excerpts and quotes, but to no avail. You are still single and have not attracted the right person in your life. Now, this is a common thing. and Many of my clients come to me frustrated, stating that they've done so much work on themselves, and yet they still keep striking out in the dating battleground. So what is going on? Now, obviously, there isn't one answer to this, as there are several challenges that people encounter when it comes to dating. You know, there's issues that arise based on a lot of variables. It's your age, your family of origin, previous relationships and patterns living environments, and so many other things. But I have to say there is a common theme that I have been detecting lately, and I find that's happening more and more these days. And that is so many are getting stuck in their heads and overthinking everything. So on one hand, this might be you because you just might be this way in general. You've been this way your whole life. You're kind of more analytical in nature and you just think a lot, meaning that you tend to be more left brain and navigate life in an analytical way. Or maybe you're just so inundated with and oversaturated with information that the confusion sets in, especially when you're not feeling confident. And so your brain might default to a worry-based thinking about things because you want to do it right. So no matter where it stems from, the problem becomes that your mind starts wandering in all these different directions and it takes you away from what you're doing. And if you're dating, that's taking you away from connecting with your date. And when you do that, guess what? You're a lot less likely to feel happy. It's interesting because there was a study done in Harvard a few years ago, and they used these specially designed iPhone apps to you know, ask people about what they were doing at random times throughout the day. And whether they were thinking about a task or not, and how happy or unhappy they were. And they were really looking at, you know, the different variables and the verdict was clear. And it, and actually the title of the paper became a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. So when you're ruminating and thinking too much, that will cause you to also feel unhappy. And that's not attractive when it comes to dating. So Getting out of your head and back to the present is key. But how you do this is the question and what I want to talk about today. Because when I coach clients, here's the thing, and, and, and everyone knows this, I have them put away all the books and anything that they've heard about and all the things that are ruminating in their head because I want them into action and feeling a difference. Because you need to get out of your head in order to stay present and date successfully. 
there was this one male client and this just sticks out in my mind. But for me, it was the biggest success story too. Cause I would say he was the most profound case of like classic guy getting in his head. And in fact, he had been contemplating hire me for a really long time. He you know, was doing a lot of research on all the different coaches. He was, you know, studying all the different theories and he was a true intellectual and he enjoyed knowledge and he studied quite a bit on a lot of different subjects. And he told me when I first spoke to him that he listens to a lot of podcasts, that he, he, he's read almost every self-help book out there and had worked with some other therapists. But alas, he was still single and he was having trouble meeting women and even progressing on any of the dates that he did get. And I knew that I had to work with him in person at first to really help him get out of his head and experience things because I wanted to teach him hands-on. Otherwise, guess what? He would totally intellectualize it all. And that in itself was the problem. And he was doing just way too much of what I call theory dating. Do you know what I mean by that? It was just like he had the theories in his head and what should be, but he didn't have enough real life action dating. And so fast forward when I did finally meet him, you know, he showed up, he was kind of open-minded at first, and at least he said he was. But then, you know, we were talking in the restaurant, and as I was teaching him some things, he kept debunking all of my teachings with theories he heard. So he would say, you know, and this was pretty early on, oh, well, that's interesting, but so-and-so says that I should do X, Y, and Z. And he would just do this repeatedly. I finally said to him, look, if you are going to work with me, I need you to do me a favor. I want you to put away all the books you're reading. I want you to toss all the theories you have swimming in your head, turn off the monkey chatter that's in your head. And I just want you to focus on the small tasks that I'm going to give you. And, you know, he kind of fought me a little bit, I'll be honest. But then when he, you know, kind of surrendered, knowing that, if he continued down this path, he still wouldn't get anywhere. He started doing the work and, you know, following what I was saying. So he, in his case, needed to turn off all that noise, stop overthinking, and just take action. And the minute he started experiencing life by following my dating plan I set for him, he started to gain traction, of course, build his social life and experience different relationships. Because you need to get out of your head and stay present in order to date successfully. Okay, so why this is important? Because when you are stuck in your head and your mind is wandering, you lose focus on what is right in front of you. And that is the connection. So the danger of introspecting too much, of course, is that it can easily turn into a full-blown rumination, an endless cycle of self-examination and worry that just goes nowhere. And when you're so busy thinking, you lose a sense of what's around you. Who is checking you out? Opportunity that's knocking on your door. How you feel when you are with someone. All of these essential things in creating attraction and building connection. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Kim, okay, that's easy for you to say, but getting out of my head when it's something I've done my whole life and this is how I operate, 
And on top of it all, I'm just completely overwhelmed with all this information flying at me. I just, I can't do it. How do I stay focused? And what I'll say about that is that you are right. There is a lot of noise and and it's easy to fall back into what you know. So if you are left brain analytical thinker, that is where your confidence lives. In fact, that is probably, you know, something that you're really good at and what you do for a living. So let me guess, you're probably in the tech world or you're an accountant of some sort, engineer perhaps. But the point is, is you are good at thinking that way. But the truth is, is that you can learn to turn off that noise, stay focused and exercise that right brain more so you can be more successful in your dating life. Because if you don't, you will continue to hesitate when approaching the opposite sex. You will continue to freeze in analysis paralysis and not put up an online profile. You will continue to listen to these podcasts or other podcasts and not hire a coach to put you into action because it's easier to study than to act. So you need to get out of your head and stay present in order to date successfully. So I want you trying to kind of throw away you know, all the things and the theories that are in your head and instead listen to some of these secret weapons that I'm going to share with you and hopefully that will help you take action and transform your dating life. All right. I'm sure you're taking notes because that's what you do. (laughs) But on top of that, really try to feel into this. So the first thing is get out of your head and just do it. Right? Sometimes too much reading and thinking about it and not enough doing can really hold you back. And so you, you know, with all the facts and theories in your head, you're forgetting to be in the moment and have fun. You know that all you need to know. So it's time to just move past that, move past the fears and obstacles that are holding you back and take action. And yes, you might not do it perfectly. And yes, you might fall down. And yes, you might get rejected. But that's part of living. That's part of doing. And it's part of building your confidence because the more you put yourself into that action, that's how you build the confidence to do it. So that's the first tip. The second tip is getting out of your head and creating connections by expressing yourself. Now, I've talked about this quite a bit in other podcasts and other ways and themes that we've talked about. But in this essence, you know, it'll help you kind of avoid asking me a million questions on a date and staying in like the facts zone and instead share personal stories and emote more. And what this will do, it allows your date to really see you. It creates connection. And because you're eliciting more exciting conversation, more personal conversation between the two of you. And the reality is that most people, especially depending on your generation, if you grew up with the notion that it's better to hide your feelings than to talk about them, it actually is reverse. You know, I find that most people really enjoy connecting and they want to connect and most people are shut down. So if you are proactive and you, you know, just kind of start that, it's amazing what the other person will then give back to you. You know, what you put out is always what you get back. So, you know, 
if you hold on to that notion of, well, I, you know, I shouldn't talk about my feelings. It's one of the most destructive ideas you can carry with you because it means that thoughts never get processed. They just spin around in your head. When someone asks you a question that's a little too personal, you may have noticed that after all the initial surprise, it actually feels good to answer it because it opens up the conversation to another level. And we do want to be more open and connected with one another, but you know, you just may, might not know how to go at it. And that's something obviously that I coach people and you've heard me talk on my coaching with Kim episodes on how to do that. So if we, if you end up being more conservative in, in that essence, just try a little bit, you know, talking about things that, you know, you're passionate about, tell stories of something that happened to you that day, and it will definitely help you get out of your head. Letting someone you are interested in, knowing who you are, showing emotions and vulnerabilities will help you connect with them faster. And the more you connect on an emotional level, the more someone will want to know you. There's a woman that I just worked with, and she was a classic overthinker. I mean, so much so that she just stayed stuck in her mind, and she would just sit there and observe. And really successful in her business, you know, that's where her confidence lived. And when she came to me, when we went shopping, we went flirting, we did a photo shoot, I could really see firsthand how much she was thinking. I mean, it was written all over her face. And furthermore, she was way more comfortable asking questions of other people than sharing stuff about her. And she didn't even realize she was doing it until I kind of brought it to the surface, especially when it came to how she felt about things. You know, she was brought up with the message that you just don't talk about your personal stuff and that people don't care about you. I mean, that is what her parents told her. And so we did a ton of role playing. We we talked to strangers so that she could really feel the difference and the impact it made in her interactions and how she was being viewed. And she was astounded. It really shifted the way she connected with others and it definitely helped her get out of her head. Okay. So the third one, the third tip is get out of your head and open up your body language and talk to strangers. I mean, I kind of alluded to that in the last tip, but you know, many times when you're too focused on the results, you forget to be in the moment and you send messages with your body language that you're closed. You need to turn your cab light on. You need to start sending smoke signals to people that you're available, that you're open to talking. And what I recommend is you just got to do more things in your body so that you appear more relaxed. For instance, when you're thinking too much, you might have the RBF on. For those of you who don't know, I've talked about this many times. It's the resting bitch face. Now, not that you're, you know, intentionally trying to be a bitch, but it's written on your face. And that's what people think that, you know, you're closed for business, that you're not approachable. So instead, really be cognizant and practice smiling laughing, make eye contact with everyone you walk into, you know, when you walk in that room or you walk on a date, that will help you get out of your head. I know that sounds weird, but when you're concentrating on a smile, it'll actually divert you from thinking about all the thoughts that are ruminating in your head. And if you take the blinders off and you just like observe around you, notice who's looking at you and building that connection it's another good way to step out of your head. 
So there was another recent study done at University of Chicago. This is interesting. And they found that when participants were asked to talk to a total stranger on a train or bus, it brightened their moods considerably. And even more amazingly, it also brightened the mood of the stranger. See, this proves that most people want to connect. And again, this is probably because we really do want to connect with another you know, more and more, even strangers, but just aren't sure if others want to because we're so focused and thinking too much on what other people think rather than what we want and just going after it. So try stepping out of your comfort zone just a little bit, just enough to show that you're up for, you know, a little bit of a a conversation that, that you're friendly. Um, there was a woman too that I recently met. Now this, this was a a pretty, you know, extreme case, I would say, but a good example of how fast this can happen. She really was stuck in her head and actually had a lot of fears. Um, And sadly she was bullied growing up. You know, she was a little bit delayed in the way that um, she learned and also in the way she spoke. So when I met her, she actually avoided eye contact with me and sat really far from me when we were talking. And I kind of pointed that out to her and I asked her about it. And she said, you know, she was just it's something that she's almost like has built up over the years and she's closed off her body as a shield to protect her when she's scared of rejection. And it it had become such a subconscious thing that anytime there was a beginning interaction, it was just like kind of that trigger that happened in her body. And it was kind of like, you know, if I don't look at you, then you won't see me and then I won't get hurt. And guess what? She also hid in her clothes and she didn't even realize that. So before we went out just talking to strangers, I actually worked on her body language and I got her a new top and a jacket just to build her confidence. And it really did provide a little lift in her walk and energy so that she could talk to people from there. It all starts from there. And she admitted that, you know, she wasn't thinking in that moment that she was just so happy feeling confident in her clothes and and just you know observing around her that it took her away from her own head and and that's really the key the fourth tip is get out of your head and get your sexy on okay you knew you knew i was going to talk to you about this so don't act surprised <laughs> sometimes when you're stuck in a rut and you have a negative outlook on dating you turn off that sexual drive and energy Because when you're thinking, I'm sorry, it's really hard to be sexy. So you got to remember the art of flirting with your body. Pay attention to those messages you're signaling to others and also what others are signaling to you. You know, avoid being placed in the friend zone. And you can do that with really practicing the art of a sexy conversation. You know, friends talk about weather and sports and politics and topical things. Lovers, dates, talk about more sexy things, more meaningful things. And again, it, you know, I'm going to tip my hat a little on my secret ingredient to the flirting workshops that I give is that it has to do with being more in your emotion and sharing personal things. That is actually a flirting technique. Because let's face it, I mean, it's way safer to talk about facts, right? Versus exposing that side of you. So if you're not comfortable, exposing that sexy side of you, 
again, what am I going to say? You got to practice and it'll make a huge difference in the way that you're creating attraction. And I promise you will have more fun doing it. Um, as some of you know, I've been doing these flirt academies all around the country. In fact, I'm coming to New York, I'm just saying, and that I'm going to, I'll share that at the end of the podcast. One of the most common excuses and fears that I hear that come from people when they do the workshops is that they worry about giving the opposite sex the wrong impression. So they think too much. <laughs> They're in their heads. They'll say, well, I don't want to give the wrong impression. I, I want him to like me for my intelligence, not a sexual object, or I don't know how. So everyone is getting in their head when really flirting is supposed to be about being playful and magnetic without being attached to to the outcome. And finally, tip number five is get out of your head and get curious. Now, this one I feel really helps people, especially when um, I'm able to work with you one-on-one. So rather thinking about what to say or lines to recite, I can't tell you how many times people ask me, Kim, can you just give me like three to five lines that I can, you know, just open with? And my answer is always no. And people are kind of shocked by that. And I say, the reason why I'm not going to give you a line is because that's somebody else's line that you're going to rehearse. And guess what? It's going to come across as not authentic, not you. And if you flub your quote unquote line, then you're going to even feel more anxious. So instead, really get curious about the person in front of you and, and focus on what you can learn from them. It's a really good hack and it's something you all can try right away. The reason why you lose focus or hesitate in a conversation, by the way, is because you're thinking of too much of what to say or if you're good enough or you're comparing yourself to other people than trying to understand who this person is. You know, get curious about what makes them tick. What is, what is their story? Where did they come from? And how are you feeling when you are with them? You know, a great model for this? Kids. Kids are amazing. Like I'd say around four or five years old. I think I mentioned this before because they haven't developed filters yet. And so they have this real kind of openness and curiosity about them. You know, they'll just kind of look at something and say, what's that? And, you know, when you have that kind of kid curiosity, it's actually refreshing. And coming from that standpoint and having that pair of eyes and perspective on things is also really attractive. So the bottom line, after listening to all these tips, if you find yourself in an endless cycle of ruminations, just step back and try even just one of these methods and see if it makes a difference for you. Because you need to get out of the head and stay present in order to date successfully. Okay, I have a letter to read, and it's perfect for what we're talking about today. And like I said to you, I get so many of uh, these kind of challenges that people are having that relates to getting in your head, but this, this was perfect. This is from Betty, and she said, Hi, Kim, I'm single and a retired successful accountant. I haven't dated in years, feeling that it isn't worth the work to be in a relationship, but I'm also pretty analytical in nature, being that I was an accountant and all. I want to be more comfortable in my body, increase my charisma and confidence. I want to attract fun and interesting people in my life. 
but I'm not sure how I will feel getting out of my comfort zone and out of my head. Should I even bother? Not sure an old dog can learn new tricks. Oh, Betty. Okay. I totally get how you must feel stuck in the place that you are at because it's been a long time and that it's easier to stay in your cocoon, which by the way, drum roll is your head. Your cocoon is your head. I don't know if you've thought about that, but a lot of you are that it's, it's almost as, you know, used as a protection mechanism. Cause if you live in your head, you just stay there. You don't have to walk out the door. But the other thing is if you think of yourself as an old dog, not able to learn new tricks, then you're right. You won't because you're going to be stuck in that dog mentality, that dog mentality. Here's the thing. Maybe you have the wrong animal. You're using the wrong animal as a reference. I would invite you to think of yourself as a cat with many lives and that you can learn a new way of being. So here are some things you can try to help you get out of this paralyzed state and out of your head. Start introspectively by getting into the right mindset. That's going to be easier for you because that's where you live. So at least stay in that little mindset, you know, cocoon, but just reprogram it. Because it's been a long time, it'll be a really good place to start and just start reframing how you think of yourself by trying, you know, a few minutes of mindfulness. And there's a lot of different exercises out there and experts out there who really focus on mindfulness. Whenever you notice yourself, you know, getting stuck there. Um, I also, you know, find that meditation is really helpful in this vein, you know, and although the mindfulness has become a buzzword over the past few years, it really is an effective way to introspectively be productive. And if you can use like meditation or any kind of exercises to start visualizing yourself in a more positive way, that you can be that charismatic and confident person in your mind's eye, that will be a great place to start. And you could do this even on a daily basis set a timer or set a time in your schedule every morning or maybe before bed where you're practicing this. The second thing I'll say is that you should be taking action. Like I said previously, the only way that you're going to get out of your head is by walking out the door. Once you have more interaction with the world, you'll see that it's not as big in reality as it's in your head. It's always bigger in your head. It's like breaking news in your head. But the truth is no one else sees that. You know, you walk into the room and you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me. But guess what? You're not that important. And I say that with tender, loving care. (laughs) It's no one really notices unless you actually put yourself out there and want to be seen. And that's what I'm encouraging all of you to do. So sign up for social events, meet a friend for drink, practice talking to strangers. All of those things will help you. And finally, do activities that will get you more into your body and moving. You just need to move. You're so stagnant right now. So if you want to attract more fun and interesting people, like you said in your letter, guess what? You have to become it. You're not going to attract it if you're not enjoying life, if you're not fun and being interesting. Like attracts like. You have to become more fun and playful. And so you got to do activities that cultivates that energy. 
Now, here's the thing. It is never too late to learn new tricks. I stand by that statement tenfold because I've helped thousands of people get out of their head and out of their own way by teaching them a new perspective, a new approach, and a new mindset. Because if you get out of your head and stay present, you will be successful when you're dating. So I hope you enjoyed that, and thanks for joining me as always today. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, as always, seltzerstyle.com. And for those of you who are listening... And, you know, you keep listening to these podcasts, which I encourage all of you to do. Never stop that. But if they just stay swarming in your head without taking action, then sign up for a free breakthrough call with me so that, you know, you can book it right here by clicking on the link. And then I can help you with an action plan. So all the things you're listening to, you can put into action towards change and you can date successfully. And here's another thing that you can do to take action. And if you want to get your sexy on, which is one of my tips, and you live in New York City, come to my exclusive Flirt Academy November 5th. I'm so excited. A lot of you have been complaining that I haven't gone out east, so I'm finally coming. But sign up soon because I do it in a small group. It's limited seating, and tickets will go fast for this one. I know that because there's a lot of people out there who have been asking for it. So you can also grab them here in the description, too. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day.